the greatest city in the world. This is Tanya and Steve. We get up, we get dressed, waking up, Newcastle's best, live and free, Triple M's, Tanya and Steve. Good morning. Hello. How are we all? Bloody tired. Oh, yeah. Who isn't? Why? If you're not tired, you're lying. <laughs> Pretty much it is yeah, these days. Everybody's tired these days. That's true. Everyone is. Yeah, I know. And it's just like you either just lie mm. or you'll go, actually, you know what? I'm stuffed. Yeah. But anyway, how's things? Um, apart from being stuffed, not too bad at all. Good to hear. Um, what about you? Oh, no, you had a little secret there, <laughs> bitches. <laughs> no. What's going on, Tanya? Tell us. No. Level with us. What's happening? No, I was just trying to work out how many, I think it's seven sleeps to my birthday. Oh. Just We're on the countdown. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I've got, I've got it on my phone, right? Don't worry. I'm looking after us, Thank mate. Yeah, I've got alarms, alerts. Oh, my God. What day is it on again, T? Tenth. No, we know the day. I know the day. Oh. What day does that fall on again? It's a Friday. A Friday. Oh, that's good. How cool is that? Yeah, that Friday? is so cool. Isn't that means fun? we'll have a, uh, a build-up week and then a whole weekend of it. <laughs> Isn't it fun, though, when your birthday is actually on a Friday or a Saturday? Perfect. It was when I was 12, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I still love it. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't not like. How can you I, not love your birthday? Because I'm always away and you, you guys get away with not doing that anything. That is true. We We're always on holidays. We've been doing parties for you when you get back to work, if you recall. I do like your birthday. Of a party. Here's your meat pie cake. <laughs> Here's your meat pie cake. Exactly. That? Ten years birthday versus Steve's birthday. We could go back for nine years. True. <laughs> but no, I don't hate birthdays. Right. But they don't do anything for me anymore. Nah, so I'm with you, Steve. Yeah. Just I, and that's, I kind of enjoy don't your care. excitement. Yeah. Until we get to the part where we say how old you are and then you well, don't tell us. I don't. It's not about presents. Ah. I get that clear. I don't care whether I never see a gift. Yeah. You know, gift box again. What is it? It's just the excitement of making it. Another to another year. one. <laughs> yes. There you go. Oh, Tenny, I have that every morning when the alarm goes off. <laughs> I've got my eyes open going, you're kidding, I'm still here. <laughs> no way. But I just don't understand where people go, oh, I hate birthdays and I don't want to celebrate. Oh, Leave no. me alone. That it's I like, don't no. get. No. I agree with that. Yeah. Be joyful that you made it. Yes. Exactly. Yeah I, yeah, I definitely have no problem with another year old. I do. I fist pump. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you want to have that Prosecco for breakfast... You can, because it's your birthday. Oh, true. If you oh. want to have that meat pie at 2 a.m., you, you can, because it's your birthday. Ten you to me, it's just Tuesday. <laughs> 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 I live like that. So basically, see, I, I, I live life like every day's my birthday. <laughs> well, well done, you. Okay. But then it'll be nothing special on your actual birthday. That's, That's what I get excited I about. That's why I don't enjoy them. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, you've got to, uh, you got to you know, go without to actually enjoy what you can do. Bottle of Prosecco. <laughs> <laughs> meat, pie, meat pie at 2 a.m. Meat pie at 2 a.m. Yeah. Just bro- jotting it all down. Because yeah. I know you, you know, I've learned from how you talk about you yeah. and Michael. She throws hints, mm. and, we're, and, okay, and yes. we're guys, and we don't get them. So no, today's right. hint was she wants prosecco with yeah. pies. That's the best <laughs> advice you can give any bloke: pick up the hints, don't leave them lying on the floor. No. Nah. Pick up the hints yes. and put them away for later. Yes. Do you get a present off Michael? Like, will you get a present, a big <gasps> present off Michael, or probably, what does he normally do? Probably not. No. Nah. Don't. It's like I say, it's, and he knows that I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think most of the listeners would think differently. <laughs> <laughs> Look, the only thing that I'm still waiting upon is a ring. You know that. Yeah. I'd love an engagement ring at some point. To match a huge um, diamond on your Shut wedding up, ring. Steve. The fly <laughs> speck. Can of I can I break your heart on, on this wedding. one? What? You know that in. in Official them, yeah. That your engagement ring diamond has to be smaller than you. <laughs> Shut up! No, that has to be bigger. Does it? Yeah. Okay, let's yeah. go with that. Look at Lucy's. 
Lucy's yeah. cost Risey thousands. Yeah. Mm. Thousands what? and thousands. I can't tell you how much I it know cost. I know It was in US dollars yeah. as well, so I forgot about that. Mate, like mate I, I don't mean wage. to alarm you, but you said 10000 bucks about four years ago yeah, on the show. Did. Oh, did I? Yeah, yeah. I've yeah. never forgotten. <laughs> 10000 US. I've never, You're ever mad. looked at and you the same. And then it never came out. Did I tell you the money never came out for like over 12 months? Of what? my bank account. Right. And I was just going... You thought you got, got away with it? I've gotten away with this. Tiffany's New York, Fifth Avenue are stupid. And then it came out when I when I least expected it <laughs> and when I least planned it for it to come out, that's, if you know what I mean. That's wow. right, everybody. Rising <laughs> buys rings from Tiffany's in New York. <laughs> yeah, but... This is when I, I actually live... I used to live at home. Well, not live at home, but paid a very small amount of rent back then. Yeah. Wow. So I had money saved, <laughs> <laughs> unlike these days. Do you well, kind of think back and go, what, what a waste a of, of money. <laughs> <laughs> what a waste of money. Totally waste of money. What a waste of money. Truly I've waste. Got, I've got good news for people who listen oh to the show. God. Yes. When do you come off your um, fixed interest on your mortgage? Uh, September. So go to Cash Converters, <laughs> September 22, and there'll be a $10,000 <laughs> Tiffany ring. Up for about what? A couple of grand? Possibly. Going go cheap. <laughs> and then I'll buy it, give it to Michael, and he'll give it to Tanya for an engagement ring. Jeez, the world works in wonderful ways. We just went full circle. <laughs> yes, we did. Tanya and Steve. Tell me, did you think you'd be all right? Tanya and Steve's. On the line. What are you saying, mate? Oh, look, Uber Australia um, have announced that they're doing this one less car trial. And what they're going to do is give 50 Aussies $1,300 to go without their cars for a month. Um, oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, they yep. can put that $1,300 to anything you like, whether mm. it's Uber, whether it's buying a bike, whether it's paying for public transport, um, but you just got to go without your car for a month. Right. And it was just, they're just it's an experiment. E-bikes, scooters, that sort of service in your area, cool. you can use it for that sort of stuff. Um, but uh, um, they're basically on the bandwagon of too many cars, uh, what yeah. other options can we yeah. can we use? Yeah. But, and it's it's actually doable if you live in a city. Like, say, for Sydney. Oh, yep. for sure. But I don't know, because they want a certain percentage to be regional markets like ours. Yeah. But I don't know, unless you actually live, like, minutes from where you work. Well, if you're time poor as well, it's like, you know what, I'm going to get the train from Maitland to Newcastle, yeah. you know what I mean? If you're time poor. Yeah, yeah. and if you haven't got kids. I mean, yeah. kids need to be run places. That is, totally. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, it doesn't make it too easy no. on those levels, does it? No. But in the city, for sure. Yeah. You can get around any old way. Yeah. Trains, trams, and you'll have all that money left over because you don't have to spend it. Exactly. Like, <laughs> for tenure. Who <laughs> so, does still on the tram? <laughs> and well done to you. Well, I had a lot of people saying yesterday, stop it. You're the only one that's doing it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Listeners. I thought they were going like, to congratulate you. No, for no, 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 no. They're yelling no. at you. I saw her get off once when we were together and she didn't, even the driver laughed at her. <laughs> what are you doing? Oh, he ran over and gave her a hug. How are they going to continue the trams if nobody's paying? It's <laughs> a good question. Yeah, I Strange. Know. I don't know, T, how that works, actually. <laughs> I have wondered because I think you're right. Yeah. I don't hear too many tits. <laughs> Getting all her off. Hey, I saw this one. Hang on, got to have a cough. <coughs> there we go. Back. Uh, I saw this one and, and we are talking about, um, you know, couples, young singles, divorces. But we now move into the animal world of right. partnering. Yeah. Mm. Dolphins bromance. Dolphins have bromances. Okay. All right, but here it is, all right? Two males can pair up to, as mates, yeah. for 20 years. So no sex involved. Uh, no, no, no. Just they're, hanging out. They're hanging out, right? right. But because uh, then they help each other to hook up with female dolphins. Do they? So, okay, all well and good when they're young, right? Yeah. But suddenly you go, okay, so you've got two male dolphins 
20 years. So let's call them 40, yeah. and they're rocking into a nightclub. What is love? Baby, don't hurt me. Don't hurt me. <laughs> and all the female dolphins are like, oh, God, here they are. <laughs> here they are. And from personal experience, when you do have older males that are divorced, yeah. don't go out together. Okay. Unless Why? you're with a female company. Why is that? Because you just look perverted. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can go for drinks and everything, but yeah. don't, don't get clubbing or, oh, or, no. or pubs. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. Two so blokes. it's not a good look. You could be totally innocent. Yeah. It just doesn't look good. Yeah. Get your sister. Something. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> or you'll just look like two dolphins. A bit, don't you reckon? With saggy baggy dorsal fins. There you, you are. Mean? Saggy yeah. baggy dorsal <laughs> fins. And pants pulled a little too high. <laughs> <laughs> With that music playing. This music. Oh, yeah. yeah. You've got to do this. Shoulder. The, the shoulder jolt. <laughs> Maybe it's the way you're walking into those clubs, Steve, if you're walking in with that <laughs> shoulder. I can't help it. It's just that music. It's in my head. It's playing in my head. <laughs> it's Daniel and Steve. Daniel and Steve's. Ah. <laughs> first Kitsch. All right, we played the first bit of a song. You have to guess it, uh, Thailand artist, and mm. score some goodies. Yeah, it's coming up on Wednesday, April 29. The World is a Vampire Tour. Uh, this is the Smashing Pumpkins, along with Jane's Addiction, Amel and the Stiffers and more. And they're teaming it with um, a bit of wrestling. Yeah. So good. It's a great idea. Yeah, it's Billy just flogging his wrestling well, that's um, it. company. <laughs> Billy Corgan owns it. <laughs> yeah, oh, does he own it? Does yeah, he owns yeah. it? Right. Yeah. Oh, he's multitasker. He is. <laughs> a very cl- clever man, Billy Corgan. So it's a full full on show. Get your money's worth. Yeah. One triple three five three. Give us a call right now. you just got to solve the first inch. So the first little bit of a song, uh, if you can solve it, you'll score tickets. Usually songs taken from uh, Ricey's personal favourite collection. It is today. Yep. Jamie's at Aberglassen. <laughs> Good morning, Jamie. Good morning, guys. How are you? Very well. Listen carefully. Here comes that first inch, Jamie, now. Weave. Jesus, that was hard. Again? <laughs> Sounds like a drum kit out of the Phil Collins song. It's oh, yeah. n- it is a drum kit, but it's not a Phil Collins song. Sorry, Jamie. Have a great day. One, triple, three, five, three. Mm. Let's go to Nari at Wickham. G'day, Nari. Good morning. How are you? Very well. Have a listen, Nari. Any ideas? Oh, my God, no. Yeah, it's hard, right? Yeah. One more time, Nari. Very hard. No. <laughs> oh. Mm. Bugger. No worries. One triple three five three. That's our phone number. We've got Joey at Mayfield here, guys. What do you reckon, Joey? I haven't heard them yet. Okay, have a listen now. Oh no, I don't have it. Oh, sorry, Joey. I reckon this is one of the hardest ones we've had. Yeah, I know because it can be a few songs. Mm. Um, Luke's at Rayworth, though. Luke, what do you think? Yeah, Luke. I agree. I thought it was a Phil. Collins drum field, but you're saying it's not Phil mm. Collins? No, it's not. Oh, I'm out. Yes. Oh. Just have a stab, you reckon? Well, can't even think of it. I one. immediately thought in excess and it's not. Yeah, well, yeah. in excess comes up a bit with drum field starts. Yeah. yeah. No, okay. Well, thanks for trying, Luke. We'll go to Daniel at Cessnock here. Uh, in excess, I need you tonight. That's Ooh. what we thought, Yeah, we Daniel, thought that one. But no, not it's in excess. not. Thank no you. worries, Daniel. One triple three five three. The phones are lighting up. Maybe with people that know. Mm. Maybe with people that don't know. Scotty at Singleton yeah. is on. Hey, Scotty. How are you, mate? Great. What is it? Uh, what you need by NXS? Yeah. It's not what no. you need. We were there too. No, we're going to give you a clue and tell you it's a female artist. Yep. Oh, 
Who we is got? It, is it Bailey at Mayfield? Oh, he just left. Oh, dropped out. Yep, just dropped out. One triple three five three female artist. One that you wouldn't expect to sound like it's it's not a rock song. Hello, David. How you going? Yeah, good. Who is it? I reckon it's um, It Ain't Over Till It's Over by Lenny Kravitz. Ooh. No, 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 no. It's a female artist. Stop. She looks like Dracula now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she does look a little bit vampirish. I'm going to play it the tiniest little bit more. Are you ready? Oh, that gave it away. John's at Maitland. What is it, John? Um, is it In Excess Mystified? No, no. no it's not In Excess no, Mystified. <laughs> I think you've actually <laughs> stupefied. I think you have. <clears throat> this would be the first time, I think, too, mate, that you've actually first time stumped, ever. Yeah. stumped the audience on it. One triple three five three. It's that little that, zip there. I know. It's still just, hard, though. It's still going to be hard for people, I think. Uh, we're all thinking a certain way. Brenda, Brenda, what do you think it is? Is it in excess? <laughs> it's not in excess. <laughs> no, sorry. sorry. Brenda. <laughs> a little bit more, and I reckon the next person will get it. Okay, you ready? Yeah. A little bit more. Ah! Oh, Might as well drive to your place and give you the prize. <laughs> Brett, what is it? Uh, it's Madonna. Respect yourself. Oh, it's, oh, it's oh, express yourself. Express we'll yourself. Yeah. Express yourself. We'll give yeah. it Sorry, I was thinking it was orchestral maneuvers in the dark, but then it yeah. played a bit more. And, yeah, if you leave, sense. does sound like yeah, so. You've yeah, you've got a double to go to the World is a Vampire tour. It's coming oh, to the great. Ed Wednesday, April 29. Oh, thanks Actually, very much. No, that's, that's excellent. It's Saturday, Saturday April, April 29. Sorry, you sheet wrong there. Saturday. Yeah. Yep. Oh, okay. Oh, well, thank you very much. That's great. I'll <laughs> enjoy that. Rewind it back. Throwback Thursday. Come on, T. It won't take long. It's just the video of my first time away on my own in Cairns. I know. And it's on my phone. Come on. I'll show you. We're talking about the things that you film that you think you're going to want to keep and watch and over and over again that you mm. never actually watch again. Tell you what, I'll make you a deal. If you watch my uh, first time away on my own mm. cans thing, I'll watch your fireworks one. How ridiculous are fireworks? They never look like they should. Never. And we all stand there with our phones in the air recording fireworks. Yep. Well, this came from, because you just see it now, right? It's just fact when you're at a gig. Mm. Right, it's phones everywhere. I know. Exactly. You're actually watching the show through the phone. Mm. Yeah, I did a bit of that at Sting. Stupid. I've deleted it all now, though. Yeah, because yeah. how often do you watch it back? You won't. Yeah, it's bad sound quality, yeah. bad audio I, I, quality. But I get what... I do get someone maybe just putting a little 15-seconder up there. Well, yeah. It's the ones that just hold it. Yeah. <laughs> the, the whole gig. Record a whole song. And I'm like, wow. Yeah. Well, that's what we want to ask you on Throwback Thursday. What have you filmed? What's sitting in your phone, but you've never looked at it again? One triple three five three. We'd love to talk to you right now. Can you think of something that you filmed thinking that you would rewatch it? You never have. I found a video the other day of The Ram. The giant ram between, I can always forget, Goldman? Oh, Goldman, yeah. And I looked at it, it, it went for a minute and a half. <laughs> of me going, I just run around there, BJ. <laughs> Not at what, any point in it did I go, who will I show this to? <laughs> who will we, want to sit down with me for a minute and a half and watch oh. BJ, a Walk six-year-old BJ the... running around a ram? Well, I see, I see your ram and oh. I raise you the big banana. I've oh. actually done, on my phone, you'll find a walkthrough <laughs> from about 2013 when I took Lork on holidays, just the two of us, but I did the walkthrough of the big the banana walk- oh, yeah. and showing everyone else the, the photographs that they have inside the banana. It's like... <laughs> Why would I, Why would you do that? Again, with no thought <laughs> no as thought to who whatsoever. was going to watch yeah. that. Or while you're doing it, you're going, this will be a great memory. <laughs> you know. do, don't you? There's yeah. so many things. Yeah, you're right. Holiday, holiday photos yeah. are probably the big one. Yeah. 
but for how long they go and for what it is. Yep. I know. But I have, I have videoed things for you guys that I've never shown you either. I've videoed boats on the Gold Coast yeah. to show you. Yeah. Never shown you. There you are. And, and although I have shown you a few waves, right? If, if you like, if it's a big monster swell or if, something, yeah. you'll go, yeah. oh, look at the waves I'll, here on wherever. Yeah. 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 I'll video waves for Risey and boats for Steve. Yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Tanya, as yeah. well. You're welcome. <laughs> it's, it's true. We do do that, don't we? Yeah. It's like keeping each other in mind and we go, oh, look at this. And yeah, send a video. I'm like, yeah, that's great, Tanya. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. I looked at a boat here yeah. in Newcastle. From now on, I'm going <laughs> to, you know what I'm going to do for you? Every time I see chocolate. <laughs> I'll get a video and go, look, chocolate. Well, thank you. I've watched that. You're welcome. There you go. It's Daniel and Steve. We're going to chat to Glenn Piper. He owns the beaches now, and the beaches are going to be undergoing a massive reno. We're going to find out all about what's going on in the next 10 minutes. Start your day off with Tanya and Steve and save up to $100,000 with the McDonald Jones Huge House and Land Sale on now. Turn it up, loud and loud, because Tanya and Steve are May last year, we learned that um, the beaches, our beloved beaches at Merriweather Beach, had been acquired by a hotelier by the name of Glenn Piper and his young family. That was a bit exciting, thinking, okay, it's not just some Sydney blow-in that, you know, yeah. that's got mega bucks and is 70,000 years old. Because it's part um, of our heritage, it's part oh, of our yeah. youth, it's part of everything. It's, Sunday, oh, exactly. Sunday, oh, the beaches, of course. Yeah, so we thought we'd put a call in to said hotelier, Glenn Piper, and find out what the plans are for this iconic piece of Newcastle. G'day, Glenn. G'day. How you going, Penya? Very well. Hey, Glenn, look, we all know it, mate. We know it so well, so don't be afraid to describe it because most people will know the areas you're describing, but mm. what's the plan? Yeah, look, uh, the, Merriweather, the, the Beach Hotel in Merriweather, it's been uh, an institution for 100 years, so well, over 100 years now. And, look, we just really want to pay homage to, to its history. It's got an incredible uh, number of cultures and characters which have helped form the Beach Hotel uh, to the place we all know and love. So through this process, we've been heavily in engaging with the local community to understand you know, what they want to see from the new Beach Hotel, uh, what sort of re refreshment they'd like to see, and it's been a really uh, rewarding experience to, to do that. Well, it's been great um, knowing that you've taken your time and had that that community consultation um, because I think I think it would have been hard for a lot of people to watch someone come in and just rip it apart mm, and do what they think uh, needs to be done whereas you've consulted and of those characters as you say it's such, it holds such a special place I don't know I don't know too many people that didn't spend Sunday night at the beaches <laughs> yes. and then try to muster in for work the next day mm. as as I did at 3am for many 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 oh. many many Mondays so yeah it is it's got a it's got a great histories and with that consultation what have you decided to do yeah look um first i'd just like to say a big thank you to the local community as well because they have been so welcoming of us um and as you probably know we have staff that have been there for over a decade and they're really enthused to see the, the beach hotel to be as busy as it once was um in terms of the plans we i'm excited to announce we will be opening the first stage of the beach hotel which will be uh in april or, or may and that'll be a classic seaside kiosk inspired by the old milk bars of the 70s and 80s. This is that Larry's thing? This is Larry's, yeah. Right. Larry's, yes, Larry's is, is um, obviously taking inspiration for the Australian larrikin. Yep. And um, it's, a, it's a, as I said, inspired by the 70s, 80s milk bars. So something for everyone, approachable. Uh, there'll be a nostalgic feel to it, the place when you walk in, but of course we'll take a more modern approach to the menu. 
Amazing. Mm. So that will remain open through the next phases of, of change and refurbishment, will it? Yes, absolutely. So that'll be opening in April, May, and we'll continue the refurbishment uh, on the ground floor and also uh, looking to, to provide a, a new coastal dining experience on the first floor. Oh, but okay. through the whole process, we've, you know, it's really exciting when you, when you take these old pubs and you, and you do do a refurbishment and you uncover all the different layers and you get back to the original fabric, mm-hmm. and that's what we're finding. And, and we're really trying to elevate those components um, to give that nostalgic feel and, and kind of, at the end of the day, uh, the Beach Hotel needs to represent what Merriweather is and what the Beach Hotel has been. So we don't want to put more layers on it. We want to kind of take it back yeah. to what it was. No, it's funny you say that because I'm like, you know, these days, pubs that age and things, and you see a lot of the old rubbish, 90s and 80s refurbs. Yeah. You dig back a little bit. There's a bit of Art Deco there yeah. and, and the old pub tiles and things like that. What have you found, Glenn? Well, that's exactly what we have found. So the beautiful old bars and the yes. chase and the curvature that they've got. Uh, the old tiles, as you mentioned, yep. there's some incredible mustard yellow tiles from that Art, art Deco era. Um, and we're also, you know, in one phase, which we're not really ready to, to announce that yet, but one of the components is we're taking inspiration from an even earlier era when there was the original Federation Timber Beach Hotel from oh. the 1800s. Wow. And so there'll just be elements of that splashed throughout just to, again, pay homage to a, such an important piece of real estate. Beautiful. All right, Glenn. Well, we just want to jump on. As we said, you know, we know it's uh, such a part of our history uh, in general, but mm. uh, just want to find out what the future lies yeah. for it. Does Does live music feature in the in the future? Yes, very much so. Good. We're big, big fans of live music and Historically, pubs have been a place for live music. Yes. Not yes. so much in recent recent times, but we want to bring that back as well. Excellent. Good gear, Glenn. Yeah, and just, awesome. just before you go, the family, the kids, everyone settling in. You love Newcastle? Newcastle's great, and it's, it helps when you have such a welcoming community. So, yeah, yeah it's been, um, been, a, it's been a, a great um, time for, for us to go through over the past nine months and looking forward to, to reopening. Good on you. Well, Glenn, we can say uh, having all of us here in the studio renovated in times... Good luck, Jim. <laughs> Good luck. I'm starting to think you two are trying to earn a bit of coin on the side for your new pet minding business. What's going on with both of you looking out for someone's pets? Well, I'm Wish actually, I was getting paid. Well, <laughs> I got paid in flowers yesterday. Oh. I got some lovely flowers. Oh, well, that's nice. Um, from our cousins who are, yeah, they've got loads of dogs mm. and cats and all sorts of things. So I'm looking after a bunny mm. and a cat from Monday. So I haven't started how do yet. You, how do you look after a bunny? Yeah, what do they eat? You can they, hardly take them for a walk. They eat carrots and they go, what's up, Tan? Is there any particular reason why they sound like uh, the guy from The Hangover? <laughs> <laughs> but did you die? I haven't, I haven't started yet, but I'm assuming it's just green leaves and carrots yeah. and bunny food. Okay. Um, and, the cat. and a lot of poop cleaning. For the for the bunny. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Do they? I, I hear that pellet, all the time. Little, too. little pellets. Yeah. There's a number of times I've mentioned <laughs> mentioned getting a rabbit. And they're like, oh don't. That's really. Everywhere. Yeah. Well, anyway. he's in his own hutch. Yeah. 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 Do you have to clean the hutch as well? Well, I wasn't told to. Uh, I need to check on well, that. Well, once now. you lose the rabbit under his own poo, you might have to. <laughs> yeah. What are you looking after? <laughs> I think there's a rabbit under there. Oh yeah. <laughs> and what are you looking after, Rice? Uh, we are currently looking after the neighbour's cat. Right. And. Uh, we haven't seen the neighbour's cat uh, in approximately five days. That happens, doesn't it? It does happen. I wouldn't worry. Okay. No. You, is it an outdoorsy cat? It is. Well, yeah. The well, neighbour's yeah. left. Yeah. 
texted me on their way to an overseas trip and said, oh, by the way, can you feed <laughs> oh, our cat? Oh, that one? Oh, my God. <laughs> I was like, and there's no problem because they're, they're lovely that we get on so well. But yeah, I was you like. You can tell how much they love their cat. They remembered it at the airport. <laughs> they're like, oh, by the way. And by the time I saw it, they were in the air. So I was like, what happens if we were going away? Anyway, but should I, t- should I, t- should I text them? Because no, I'm don't. not a cat person and no. say, I haven't seen your cat. How long? How long is it? Five days. Same thing happened to me when I was looking after a friend's uh, children. And, uh, Stop it. And, um, eventually they come back. They right? come okay. back. Excellent. Where have you been, you little bugger? I said. But I've noticed the food is getting eaten every day. Well, there you're fine. So we didn't know if it was a rat or something like that. But let's. Well, that that, that possibly could have been <laughs> too. I am a little nervous um, mm. because it's responsibility yes. to look after someone else's animal. It yep. is. It's more of a worry. Yeah, yeah. you're right. Um, so I thought I'd make us both both feel better, Rise, by asking for stories that when you've looked after someone's pets, it's gone horribly wrong. One triple three <laughs> five three. Yeah. We'd love to talk to you right now. See, I've got none. Only kids. <laughs> Only kids. Only kids. Only kids. Actually... Like, they turn on my place and then they, as they get picked up, they're usually some sort of bandage. Well, <laughs> one triple three five three. We'd love to talk to you when you've looked after your neighbour's pet and things have gone wrong. I've actually got another example of something going wrong with me. Do you remember a few years ago I told you I killed the other neighbour's goldfish that was set both seven years old? It's yes. not a good track record, is it? <laughs> it's not a good record. Why I don't know what asking? people are asking. Yeah. yeah. Because I overfed the fish. I thought I was doing them a favour. I was like, oh, we'll give them a little bit more. And <laughs> <laughs> Give them a treat. <laughs> give them a little bit more. And they both died seven years old. I'd be guilty goldfish. of that. Without question, I'd be guilty of that. Yeah. Giving them a bit more. Because you love the fact that the fish come up the top. You go, how good is this? And you just keep throwing it. Yeah. yeah. It might have been the kids as well, just overfeeding them. <laughs> anyway. Uh, but yeah, one triple three five three. You've got another example of yeah. when the... When it's gone a little bit mm. awry. To me, though, that question, though, of the replacement cat, will they notice? <laughs> you love, like, don't you love that? Because then you're on, you know, whatever, Facebook, wherever, looking for a, a cat. Yeah, that's orange. Yeah, yeah that's the same. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, don't you? Yeah, of course you know. <laughs> Phyllis is at Sandgate. What's happened, Phyllis? Oh, well, I volunteered to look after my sister's budgie. We put it in the back of my car, covered it over with a towel. I drove to my sister's place at Shortland. I had a few beers out there. <laughs> and I forgot about the bird. And by the time I drove to my mother's place where I was staying... Is it, hang on, Phyllis. Is this after you've had a few beers? After I had a few beers, yes. <laughs> right. And, and when I um, took the towel off at my mum's place, the budgie was dead. Oh. <laughs> Tell you what, Phyllis, that wouldn't happen now. You'd have five police smashing the window trying to get it out. Oh, my God. I didn't know how to tell my sister. I was crying when she got back. I said, your budgie died. Mm. Oh, don't worry about it, old boy, and you what? There you are. <laughs> oh, my God. In the end, it's a happy story. Easily yeah. replaceable. Oh, Phyllis. Thank you, Phyllis. Well, what's the lesson here, Phyllis? Don't drink when you're in charge of someone else's bird. No, don't leave it in a hot car. Yeah, I think that's a better lesson. <laughs> oh, my God. What a bad way to go, too. Yeah, she didn't mention it was 42 degrees. Hello, hello, Mitch. What have you done with your mate's dog? Well, take, taking it for a walk, we let it go, let, let it off the lead to go for a run in the park. It ran out on the road and got hit by a car. Ooh. It okay. could have been worse. It only got a broken leg. I shouldn't say only, but I got a broken leg, so... Yeah, we paid the vet vet bill for the broken leg mm. because we let the dog run off in the car, run off and get hit by a car. Are you still mates? Um, 
Uh, this was a long time ago. I've, I've been posted away from that place and, and have, haven't run into them anymore, but we were still mates afterwards. Uh, well, that's oh, that's nice. Oh, my God. Again, same thing <laughs> happened when I was looking after some friends' kids. Janine <laughs> <laughs> Singleton. Hello. How are you going? Very well. What happened? I was looking after my sister's bunny, and I haven't had real good track record with bunnies. I've killed two of my own. Um, so whilst they were away, the hutch was outside, and we had some really hot weather, and it actually died. Mm-hmm. But just because of the hot weather? Yeah. <gasps> and how did that so go that down? That was an interesting conversation with her and <laughs> <laughs> the two young children. Oh, oh no. Actually, the bunny killer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You must have a reputation. Well, I'd rather you I be do a... have a reputation oh. of the bunny killer. Oh, no. Better than a bunny boiler, mate. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Thank you, Janine. Oh, thanks, Janine. There you wow. go. I don't know I... about you guys, but they're all very good, happy <laughs> stories. Weren't they, of dead pets? I've been, I've been instructed <laughs> with the bunny with hot weather. Mm. Um, I've got to wet down a blanket yes. and put it over the hutch right. and put ice blocks in the hutch from the fridge. Is that right? From the freezer, yes. Okay. Because I'm a bit nervous about the whole bunny thing. Well, don't yeah. freeze it to death. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Don't over cold. You need no. a happy medium. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's for yeah. you, Ronnie. Well, good luck. That's <laughs> <laughs> Tanya and Steve. Hey, T, you know uh, my love for all the buzzwords that fly around these mm. days, you know, be it woke, PC, correctness or whatever. Uh, the, the, the dead set standout I notice in news stories now is entitled. Mm. Isn't it? That, yeah. that is a standout now that yeah. was, it wasn't around even a year ago. Mm. Now it's just entitled, privileged after that. Mm-hmm. Of course, cancelled and, and uh, offended. Mm. Anyway, but I clicked on one of these stories and it actually had a link to political correctness, blah, blah, blah. And I didn't, usually I don't pay much attention, but I went through it because there was a couple there that stood out to me. But then I got to this one and went, okay. So, okay, here's, you know, you may have known this. Mm. I don't. But, uh, okay. You're not allowed to say homeless person. Why? Uh, you now call them residentially flexible. Oh, my God. <laughs> now, I reckon we should go up and have a chat to a couple of homeless people and go, uh, are you residentially flexible? Oh, my God. There I you can't go. stand out anymore. There was a thousand <laughs> of them. my mind. I, I know. I know. Uh, believe me, there was a hundred. That, though, came out like lights on it. Mm. <laughs> that, is so, that is so wrong, isn't it? But who's using it? Uh, well, that's my point. It's they. Yeah, okay. As everyone always says to me, oh, you can't do that, Steve. They will get cranky. Who? Mm. They. Mm. Yeah. But there you are. Residentially flexible. Right. All right? Mm. And the other one was too, by the way, because a friend said that they uh, downloaded something that was called Snow White and the Little People. Oh, God. And then we got into the question of what is the correct term? Yeah. And it is Little People. Oh, is, is it? the correct term, yes. Not okay. the D word. Right. Apparently. Wow. Yeah, I know. So there you are. Right. But anyway... Just next time you see a residentially flexible person, flick them a dollar or something to eat. To me, it, that says that um, you're a bit flexible on who you go home with tonight. Oh, it's just ridiculous. You know I mean? Yeah, totally. Where, do you want to come back with me? I'm, yeah. I'm residentially flexible. Yeah. Wouldn't you love to find out? <laughs> I don't need to go home to my other partner. Totally. Exactly. Very flexible. Yeah. Exactly. I even do yoga. But uh, you, don't you want to find that room where they are? Yeah. Mm. I cannot overplay the significance of this. It can set your year up for triumph or failure, whether or not you pick correctly tonight in your NRL tipping comp. Yep. First game right, and you're off the mark with the rest of the mob. Get it wrong, 
And Steve, you're chasing the field at the Caro Bolo for the rest of the year, mate. I'm, I'm used to it. So 7 o'clock tonight on Triple M, our NRL coverage starts with the Melbourne Storm, who haven't lost a round one game in over 20 years. Wow. Oh, the surest of sure things, although the Eels haven't lost to them in the last three. But the last time they lost round one, the Newcastle Knights won the Premiership. That's how far back we're Jeez. going. So Craig Bellamy, who is retiring at the end of the year, it seems. Pretty sure this is going to be me last year as a head coach. Can't see anything changing this year into me not retiring. Could retire having never been beaten in a round one game with Melbourne. Isn't that just extraordinary? Mm. He scares them into winning yeah. every preseason. <laughs> now, on the flip side, Manly haven't won a round one game for the last nine years, and the Sharks have only won two of their last ten. So there are teams that are mm. fast starters and slow starters. Good news for Knights fans Newcastle have won in round one for the last five years straight. So there's something to consider. <laughs> Please let us lose then yeah. tomorrow night. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Might vote for a better season. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Last year we famously won the first two. Yeah. Uh, now, my big question for you <laughs> <Yes>. two, <laughs> who have been in different tipping comps over the stretch, if you forget to put your tips in, should you get given the away teams mm. automatically or should you get zero? Because the answer at round one when everyone's even, is very different Ooh. to the end of the season where you're holding on to the lead by one point. You're thinking, give them nothing. Mm. Is it zero or is it... No, at the risk of um, forgetting to put tips in, I say away teams, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. 100%. Otherwise, wow. <laughs> the other thing you're is right round, the round one, I think it's it's more of an even chance of the away teams getting up. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah. Well, do you yeah, get yeah. the lowest tip? You know, like in your competition, do you get the lowest score? Whoever get you know, I don't know. Oh, too complicated. Too hard. Too hard. With the aways. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Just okay, the stay with My brain hurts already. That's the match winner. Now, Tanya and Steve take you inside the gym. Callanan. Oh, gives me shivers when I hear that. <laughs> Hello, Jimmy. <laughs> G'day, team. How you doing? Good to catch up. We're back again. Yay. Ready to go, mate. Um, we are, and the first game tonight, Eels v Storm. I can't wait. Yeah, looking forward to it. Um, yeah, it's a good one, isn't it, to get things rocking and rolling. But I guess that's just the hors d'oeuvre, isn't it? It's the little warm-up. It's the little heart starter. You know, you can enjoy it, get back into it for the big game tomorrow night, 6 o'clock, on us, that triple M NRL call with Hague's MG and myself. Knights and the Warriors cannot wait in Wellington because we just don't know what we're going to get. Mm. Yeah, the pub talk, mate, is uh, Pong is not big enough for 5'8". <laughs> Well, he's going to have to fill it out, isn't he? Because that's where he's going to be starting. Look, it is the big talking point, isn't it, guys? Yeah. This new halves pairing. Mm. How long is it going to take for it to really gel? It's going to take a while. We know that because they've had 40 minutes together. That's it. 40 minutes on the field together in this halves pairing. And they showed little green shoots that it is going to have some success down the track. But we can't rush it. We're just going to have to take go along for the ride and mm -hmm. see how long it takes before they click. In saying that, the Warriors are exactly the same boat. They've got a new house pairing themselves. No one really knows how they're going to go because they've had limited time too. In fact, both teams, how do you, how do you pick this form? Both teams from last season or even in the pre-season, given they finished literally next to each other near the bottom of the ladder, did very little in the pre-season. It's hard to really know who to pick. It's one of those games you usually go for the home side. And the Warriors aren't even playing at the home ground. They've gone to Wellington. Mm, yeah, exactly. Um, how do you think, though, like, and it's very early days, but what about the season for the Knights ahead, Jim? Look, 
I think we've got to temper our expectations, don't we? Um, given where we're starting from and given the new faces in the team, I think we just have to appreciate this is a team on the rebuild with a roster still trying to um, get their best look, I suppose, if they can be diplomatic in that way. So, look, it's a pretty soft start to the draw. So that Knights have to cash in. You'd have to say these first three rounds are definitely all three winnable. They could and should be 3-0 and after the first three weeks. The standard thing we've done for years now and we're doing it again this year. Oh, geez, they look good on paper. Mm-hmm. Yeah, know? I know. It's and it not, is. It's a yeah. good side on paper. It is, but it's about keeping your best team on field for long enough. And we saw what happened last year when there's a turnover, particularly in your key positions, with your halves, your hooker, and your pullback. you just got to keep them on the park for as long as you can, of as many games as you can. And you see what happens. The Cowboys had a, had a huge resurgence last year because they basically kept the same team together for large portions of the season. The Knights can only dream of that, and let's hope that they do get that because they need a bit of a rub of the green. But if they get off to a good start, it's just like taking little bite-sized chunks and chewing really hard. Let's not think about long-term and trying to get to the semis. Yeah, that's the long-term goal, but they've got to put the building blocks in in place because they're coming from a pretty low base, aren't they? Third last on the ladder, six wins last year, only two at home. I mean, if you can just fix that up, Mm. if you can just get parity there at home already, you're talking about fringe of the eight sort of stuff. Yeah. Well, interesting. So you reckon 3-0 both round at the end of round three, hopefully? Oh, look, they should be shooting for it. I mean, you'd have to say Warriors away is a winnable game. Mm. Um, yes, they will be favourites, but they're at Wellington. They've given up Auckland. I think Harry Styles is at Mount Smart, so they can't play there. <laughs> then you've got the Tigers away. They've hardly um, set the world on fire. Yeah, they've got a few uh, recruits, including David Clemmer. That'll be a big talking point next week. But winnable. And then the Dolphins at home for the first time game on some Paddy's Day. I mean, it is very reasonable to think that they could be 3-0. 2-1, and one, I think, is a minimum because anything less than that and the, and the drums will certainly be beating. Yeah. Well, I've uh, brought my tipping uh, card in, Jim. I'm going to get Risey to hold it and I'm going to get Tendy to throw darts at it. <laughs> and uh, that's basically how I'm going to tip this year. I forgot to actually warn you, Risey, yeah, but no you okay with that, Tendy? Yeah, there we are. Well, Tendy's oh. a terrible shot. <laughs> Hey, Jim, um, great to have you back for the season and, uh, yeah, enjoy the match. Good on you, too. Really looking forward to it. It's always good fun with Hags and MG and uh, we're looking for another big year. So I hope uh, if everyone um, can tune in and have a listen, then uh, we'll have a lot of fun. Good on you, Jim. Well done, Jim. There's Jimmy Callanan joining us for Triple M NRL. Don't worry, right? I'll get you to do the tip card like an apple on your head. <laughs> oh, I knew I should have worn the helmet William today. <laughs> Start your day off with Tanya and Steve and save up to $100,000 with the McDonald Jones Huge House and Land Sale on now. If you're not buying your seafood from the Fisherman's Mm -hmm. Co-op and you're grabbing some seafood from the supermarket... Mm. Do you look at the country of origin labelling and does that influence your decision in which prawns you buy, which fish you buy? You're asking the wrong guy here. I read everything on the label right down to has it been frozen. Yeah, okay. I do. Where did it come from? Is it fresh? Is it farmed? Has it been thawed? All All of that. that. I do. Same. Yep. Yep. I don't know if a lot of people do. Well, I think they go, how much is that? I'll take that. Yeah, Yeah, maybe. Cost is an issue too. Sure. But the interesting thing was is... I know how much you do love your seafood. Mm. So here you are at the supermarket being drilling down on where it comes from. And as you say, is it frozen, fresh, thawed, whatever? Yeah. But when you go to a restaurant 
and you order seafood. No idea. you got no idea where it comes from. That is true. And it's been a long time coming this conversation about should it be mandatory labelling in cafes, restaurants, hotels, that they list the country of origin. Mm. And the Albanese government have made a firm commitment to making it mandatory, mm. um, giving giving cafes, hotels, restaurants some time to adjust. So it's still in that talky phase. Mm. But I'd love to see that come in, wouldn't you? Oh, yes. Because it would influence my decision. Because yeah. I've often sat there going, I wonder where it comes from. Oh, yeah, I know. Yeah. You know, because it's not that time of year, surely. It must be coming from other places. See, and that turns my stomach. And yeah. there's two levels of it. There's one level of just that you knowing. The other level is when they try and sell it as Australian coral trout. Yeah. And then you actually, it's not. Yeah. yeah. So there's a double fix there, isn't That's there? That's it. Uh, That's but it. yeah, I'm all for it. There's a fisherman, as in because of the old prawner in me, um, the little page I follow, and they're actually now getting up and saying, uh, you can't call it seafood, S-E-A, seafood, if it's on from a farm. <laughs> it right. Be, uh, tiger prawns, tiger, you know, yep. pra- farm prawns. So yeah. farm. Not seafood. Right. It's farm food. Okay. <laughs> like they're, they're trying to narrow it down on because there's so many boats out there trying to make a living and they're, yeah. they're farms and things yep. like that. But yeah. again, you know, that's just a personal choice. Sure. On wh- who you want to support, where you want it from. Yeah. I think it's a good idea. I yeah, do too. Same. Yeah. I do too because it would really influence my decision. If you're sitting in a in a cafe or a restaurant and it said, you know, prawns from whatever the country is. Yeah. And I go, yeah, no, no, thanks. No. Yeah. I'll go with the beef brisket. <laughs> yeah. um, and that's just a personal... From the, from the dowie. Yeah, but that's oh, just a mean. personal thing. Yeah, of course. Some people don't care where it's from, and that's fine too. Yeah. But when they bring in this mandatory labelling, they're saying it'll say country of origin Australia, mm. or it'll list where it's come from, or it can say mixed origin. So it can be a bit of a hodgepodge. Mixed origin's a bit sus. <laughs> well, that's, that's what I thought. <laughs> that's a bit sus. <laughs> it's like, you know, puppy, is that a purebred? Oh, it's from mixed origin. <laughs> but, you know, yeah, that'd be the sus yeah, one. Yeah. Well, hopefully they'll get all that fixed yeah. and then they can get on to my biggest concern as to how can they um, have five prawns, two oysters, an octopus <laughs> and a side crab and call it a platter for 250 bucks. <laughs> Just wondering. If they, it's a great mystery to me, T. <laughs> it's Daniel and all that fruit. Adjust to care. Customised mobility solutions in store or to your door. Daniel and Steve's. The line. Well, you've heard in the news this morning, Hamish has been talking about the fact that TikTok has introduced um, a time limit. It's being rolled out in the next couple of weeks. And basically what it will mean is for any users under the age of 18, uh, you, they will be uh, limited to 60 minutes per day. And as parents, we can't wait to see what they've rolled out to stop these kids because these kids know how to get around anything. Yeah, it'll be sure. a passcode. Mm. So, um, the, see, this is where it gets murky for me because if you're 17... Mm-hmm. Your parents don't no. get your phone and put the privacy settings on. Nah. No. They don't, do they? No. If you're 14, do your parents have access to your phone? You're borderline. And are they yeah, putting not. privacy settings on? You're kind of borderline, but even if you do, they just sort it out themselves when you go away. But that's the thing. They're in control of their phones. That's uh, Yeah, because I went back and no, I thought... As you say, from 14, 13 onwards, yeah. yeah. I put um, I put my own son through this filter, and he was fifteen when TikTok first came out. Yep. But we weren't we weren't the uptakers at that point mm. of TikTok. It was in China that they yes. were first doing it. That's then right. it rolled out to the Western uh, countries a year or two later. Yeah. So, but at no point when he was a young teenager did I have did I go onto his phone and go, well, you can't be looking at that, and I can't, mm. can't be looking at that. No. He had a phone from the age of 13, mm. um, and I kind of just trusted the fact that it was all right. Yeah, me too. 
Same, about 13, same for BJ, 17, oh, nearly 17 now, 16, 17. And yeah, I'd hate to see his history. Well, <laughs> but these, but they weren't around either. No, The TikToks true. weren't around. Well, see, he um, doesn't, you know, my, he doesn't TikTok. Yeah. Very rarely, as you see Instagram, he doesn't go on those yeah. things. Mm. Well, if you're interested, two and three Australian teenagers under the age of 18 yep. are on TikTok. Oh, yeah. really? They have accounts. Massive. Two and three yep. have a TikTok He's got an account, account, just doesn't use it. Yeah. But yes, true. It's it's the biggest thing of that age group, mm. isn't it? Uh, but that control thing, as you said, is it driven by the parent to put the code in, or is the yes. teen supposed to put the code in? I mean, that, yes, it it's is. Got a lot of flaws in it, hasn't it? A massive amount of flaws. Lovely in theory, gorgeous headline. TikTok limit users to one hour a day. Mm. Yeah, no, that's not going to happen. <laughs> they will just circumvent the the. The system and, and the, get onto it. And they've got a headline saying uh, that how they're going to stop the adults from doing over an hour. Yeah. It's true. Even <laughs> if they did stop people going on TikTok for a, an hour, well, yeah. then they just jump over to Instagram, do <laughs> they? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there's so <laughs> many other time wasters on your phone. That's so yeah, true. there is. Yeah, well, that's it, isn't it? Yeah. There's so many time wasters on a phone these days. Yeah. Mm. Uh, including friends texting. What a time waster. <laughs> Chastising other people's children, T. Mm. Oh, it's an interesting subject, isn't it? It is. I read a story the other day. It was a plane flight. Uh, young mum, uh, the window uh, had the ears thing looking at the phone, toddler in the middle seat, and uh, one of us <laughs> on the... And the, the toddler was just jumping around all the time and, and just running around, and so she kind of looked at the mum, and mum was just in the phone, not mm. interested, so she just grabbed the little kid, put, put, put the kid and said, you better off stay there, it's a bit safer. Mum pulls the, the earplugs out, ear things out, and just got right into it. Lost it. Don't you tell my child what to do, blah. Mm, and it was like, geez. Wow. Well, you weren't paying attention. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I do. Because then you put it in yourself, and if you were somewhere and you saw someone chastising your child, you do get defensive. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You yeah. do. Yeah. It's a toughie. It is yeah. a hard one. I um, you'd happen that happened at the bolo, didn't it? I, I, no, it wasn't bolo. It was uh, well, anyway, no, but, but yeah, there was a toddler, uh, and I say toddler, uh, maybe a three-year-old girl who happened to get up on stairs, uh, up on a chair, and then on a table, and she was kind of dancing to music. With wine glasses. Mm. And I, I just looked around and there was no one. In, and so I just grabbed her and put her down to, yeah. to stay down there. But so I it did. wasn't chastising. It was more for safety. Well, that was safety, yeah. I know. But if you looked across and saw me doing that to your three-year-old, you know, like, yeah. but not chastising, but saying, you know, don't get up there yeah. again. It's a bit dangerous. So I was kind of telling her what to yeah. do. But I wasn't yelling or anything, no. Um, give us a ring and tell us how you feel about this, if it's your kids being... I guess chastised or disciplined by pulled other people. Pulled into line pulled almost. Pulled into line, yeah. Yeah. Verbally pulled into line. Do you care when it's... Because we're not talking about hitting someone no, as no, a child. No, nothing like we're that. We're talking about when you pull someone into line verbally yeah. um, and it's not your child. How do you as a parent feel about that when other people do it? Or have you done it and what's been the reaction? We'd love to talk to you. One triple three five three. Because yeah. I always took the attitude, if I'm not there, or even if I am there and mm. I have got my eye off the ball, yeah. I'm perfectly okay with someone telling my child, my son, mm. to knock it off. Yeah. 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 Same. And it could, be, it could be a range of things. You know how some people think, oh, you can't tell them to not use bad language. Maybe they're allowed to. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. Mm. If you're in a situation where... Or my child was using bad language. I'm happy for you to tell him to rein it in. Or if he's if he's not letting someone have a turn on the monkey bars, yeah. tell him to rein it in. Yes, I never was precious like that. What's well, funny? Yeah, I'm like that with mine too. But yeah. it's, uh, my neighbour Key, you know, right? I love it. She says, "Takes a village." Of course, it and does. And I really like that. Same. If Absolutely. you go with that attitude, I know it might even be strangers. Yeah. But you know, it's kind of takes a village if you're not there and someone else is keeping an eye on. Hundred percent. I know. Hello, Simon. What do you think? How are you, legend? Andrew Ivy. 
<laughs> oh, Simon. <laughs> I'll pay that. Well done, Simon. <laughs> Simon, how do you... Um... Oh, no, Simon's gone through a tunnel. Oh. Time to get to him. Yeah, <laughs> be warned, Simon. He controls the phone. <laughs> right. Simon, do you chastise or pull other people's kids into line and how do they feel? Yeah, I, I, well, not so much other kids because you get done for assault these days. But, um, or, no, we're or just... being a creepy old fella or something. <laughs> yeah, well, is that... But the grand, the grandkids, yes. Okay, so yeah, yeah you treat them sure, like yeah. you would your own kids, and that hasn't had any blowback. The kids are fine. Yeah, yeah, just like just like you treat Rosie, pull him into line all the time. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Thank you, Simon. <laughs> you know that's a, that's an interesting one because you do see that sometimes yeah. when when parents are, no no mum as in grandparents yes. let me do that mm. yeah Mel is at Medawi. Um, how does it go with you chastising other people's kids, Mel? Yeah, well, it didn't go down so well. I had the um, dad abused me. Ooh, what happened? Uh, we lived in a cul-de-sac and all the kids were playing together and the older ones just wasn't getting along with some of them and I just said, look, you need to all play together. And then, yeah, the dad heard me and started yelling and shouting. Mm. Really? Yeah. And you're in a cul-de-sac? Yeah. And it was the oldest, <laughs> and the oldest child as well. Yeah, Jeez. the one that should have known better. Okay, maybe a product well, yeah. of the environment then, in that case, Mel. Yeah. Yeah, no, we soon got out of there. Oh, yeah. oh there you go. <laughs> Sold. <laughs> Sold the house. We've got to Stephen Maitland here, guys. Hey, Steve, what do you reckon? Hi, guys. Look, I, I'm calling for a um, on a different angle uh, for you guys, so... I know what you're saying. There's um, there's chastising and there's also well, there's lawful chastisement, which is which is was is quite fine. Yep. There's uh, there's a punishment that the parents can dish out. But you've got to be pe- be careful if you're a person that has no um, relationship with that child. And I am am only talking a child. Yeah. And you touch that child, and the parent sees you. That is an assault. Mm. Yeah. So that is the other angle, and look, that's extreme. You know, you're going from you're going from one to ten. Sure. However, there's some look. You know, the parents I'm talking about. Yeah. There's some parents out there that will construe that as how dare you touch my child? Mm. Um, I'm going to call the police. And Steve, what you're saying too is that um, if you even if you were to pull a child apart, yeah. like if a if a child just was maybe by the shoulder or yeah, arm, just, just to, get just to, pull them to back. just to pull them back, yeah. that could be assault, couldn't it? Oh, most definitely. And and if you look, if you unfortunately grab that child a little bit too hard and you leave a bruise, oh, no. I think you've got a yeah. few you've got a few problems. So yeah. look, I've been in that situation. I'm an older guy um, now, um, and I've been in public arenas when children are playing up. And you know what? It's it's easier for you and your wife usually to just get up and move. Yeah, fair mm. enough. There you go, Steve. We we just live a life of avoidance yeah. now, don't we? Nikki's at, at Swansea. What's your thoughts on this, Nick? Um, yeah, I've got. I don't have children myself, but um, I've got quite a lot of nieces and nephews and friends with children, and um, I just won't stand for them swearing at their parents in front of me. I just um, ah. I just think it's uncalled for and um, I mean uh, sometimes I think parents are just they let it slide because it's just not worth having that argument mm. but you know manners is you know a big part and um, yeah I'm more than happy to say hey 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 
none of that, you know, pull your head in. Yeah. Don't ever speak to parents like that. Yeah. See, um, I'd be liable. I, I would do that with a niece or nephew, but I wouldn't do it with a stranger's uh, child. Mm. No, no. I've, I've actually, um, we had a bus stop growing up out the front of my place, and um, I was bullied as a child and myself, um, and I've heard other kids being bullied at the bus stop, and I've actually gone out and giving them a serve. Yeah, nice. <laughs> them a serve. Okay, cool. I, I think that. I think they call that a trigger. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Nikki. Um, Generally, I think everyone's kind of on the same page. Yeah. With it. It's like it's okay, but just be careful because now we can get in trouble for it. Yeah, exactly. All the talk tea, including us and everyone, is about Ponga going to number six. So mm. we thought we'd get a famous number six and number one from the nights on. True. Kurt Gidley, good morning. Good morning, Tenny and Steve. How's going? Very well. Your thoughts, mate? I, I, I have heard uh, through the grapevine, though. You're supporting him at uh, Ponga at uh, the 5-8 role? Oh, for sure. And, uh, yeah, you know, he's a he's a supreme athlete, Carla. Is. And, you know, he's, we, I guess the first thing, we definitely want to see him on the park as much as we can this year. You know, he's, he's had a uh, time off the park with some concussions there last year, but I, I know he's back fit and healthy this year. And I know he's excited about the move to... Five eight, and um, and so am I. You know, I, I want to see him do well, and certainly we, we all want to see the team um, improve on last year and, and play really consistent footy. So I'm looking forward to watching on Friday night. Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, first home game is the Dolphins. We can't wait for that one. But uh, they're over they're over in New Zealand at the moment, Kurt, and you're not. So that what what I'm saying is, how much time do you actually spend with the team? Because we assume people like you um, mm. are always there, but <laughs> yeah. you're not, are you? Like, how? I mean, on, in all honesty, do you see them much? No, I, I, my role within the first grade team is probably more got to do with the old boys. I mean, we've got a really great old boys um, foundation here at uh, the Once a Night Old Boys. So our role is to is to support the team and present the players with um, uh, an old boys cap when it's their, their club debut, just like when Steve Simpson there did on Tuesday before they went to New Zealand. Yep. Presented a few of the guys with their, with their uh, first... Um, Nights jumper and also an old boys cap, so that's probably my my main involvement. I do a little bit of coaching with the with the junior teams, SG Ball, Harold Matthews, which I enjoy during the week. But um, the rest of it, I sit back and watch like any other fan oh. and cheer them on. Through all your origins as well, and I know it's increased even more so when they do. You know, Queensland were doing it for years, but New South Wales are getting great at it as well. That's I guess why Tanya and I and so many think that you know you guys in and around the team, you know, the, the winning teams of the past. But it's just not a it's not a thing that happens, huh? Oh, we do we do cross paths. For example, we we had an old boys event um, with the team there probably two weeks back, where right. um, we invited any old boys who who um, have played or represented the club on uh, as a staff member. And we we done a bit of Denny Vidaris took on a, took us on a tour of the Centre of Excellence, and then we had Brecky with the team. So yeah, we we do um, try and have some involvement with the club, and the club likes the involvement of the old boys. Um, so I think we've got one of the best relationships between players and ex-players in, in, in any NRL club and yeah. probably any any code in the game, I believe. So and we we're there to support our old boys um, uh, where we can post footy. So mm. yeah, and, and I, I think being a one-team town that we we do we, we cross paths a fair bit with yeah. the players, whether it's down the beach or going for a swim or a coffee. So you know, we, we they they're aware that we're here to absolutely one hundred. 
100% uh, supported. I, uh, I just wonder where the old boys are going to come from in the, um, the decades ahead because you guys, like you mm, mentioned, Danny, yourself, um, we know the teams of the of past so well mm. and you guys are like legends in the town but I hope we get to see um, legends in the making that stick around because it's so transient, Kurt, compared mm. to what it was yep. even when you were playing. Yeah, no, you're spot on. Tell you, we want these guys to be the the, the old boys of the future, where this they're, yeah, they're celebrating a ten year anniversary or twenty year anniversary of of a grand final. Yeah, this is the current team. This is the opportunity they have at the moment to to um, provide a legacy for mm. themselves and and their and their community. So let's hope that these boys are. Are the old boys that are going to be known for the future? Yeah. Okay, just a quick one, mate, because we wanted to talk about the show you and the old boys actually are doing. But um, you're, you're fullback, Kirk Gidley's fullback, and it's you and the try line, and uh, Rabin Best is running at you. Do you a feign an injury and fall <laughs> over, or have a crack at tackling him? Uh, there was two two po- two spots that I would go uh, for someone far bigger and stronger than me. Uh, Steve, and it was either around the nose or around the uh, the crutch region. Okay, <laughs> all right. Okay, fair enough too. I love that. Uh, mate, and I think I think you'd be aware that um, you fall pretty quickly if uh, you get hit in those two spots. <laughs> <laughs> Little fullback advice there, yeah, uh, for well, the look, young fella. As we as we've touched on, there is going to be a fabulous event touching happening next Friday, March ten. This is um, before we get the first home game, which is wonderful. Yeah, you got Danny Badiris there as well too, hosted by Maddie Johns and Kurt will be there along with Steel City who've partnered with Newcastle Rugby League and it is a sportsman's lunch and season launch at McDonald Jones Stadium um, two course meal three hour beverage package oh nice so that will be fabulous silent auction uh, all in support of Mark Hughes Foundation so have we, we mentioned all that there is to say about that Kurt because it sounds like a fabulous afternoon yeah yeah well any any luncheon that Matty Johns is hosting <laughs> yeah. is, provi- is sure to be um, have some humour about it and plenty of plenty of stories. Probably a few porkies in there too. Yeah. But look, it's it's going to be a great afternoon. Um, you know, I, I come through the Newcastle Rugby League from from under sevens at West Newcastle, so it is great to support the Newcastle Rugby League yeah. as a as a former junior. Um, and yeah, as you said, Benji's going to be there. Um, yeah, my ex NRL coach Rick Stone is he's coaching West Newcastle this year, so it's going to be a great afternoon. It's going to be uh, plenty of laughs, I'm sure, yep. and also some, some money raised for Hughes's Foundation. That's um, the thing, which isn't Which is it? unreal. We all love uh, yep. getting some money for Hughes's gear. So that's it. Yeah. Tenth Friday, 10th of, March, uh, 10th of March at the stadium, so it should be a good one. Hey, we've, got, we've got a double passing away the event, actually. We do. Yeah, stop um, it. Stop it. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you can jump online and grab your tickets. Obviously, one, two, three ticks, or you can call one triple three five three um, to get your tickets. But as Steve said, we've actually got a double pass. Yep, give us a call right now if you want to go. All right, Kurt. Well, uh, thanks for that fullback advice you gave earlier, and have a great night. <laughs> Feel free to use that on the streets, uh, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Kurt. See ya. Start your day off with Tanya and Steve and save up to $100,000 with the McDonald Jones Huge House and Land Sale on now. Turn it up, loud and clear,